How is it going? Craig Adams here. This is a solo update podcast, and the last one I recorded was Second Guessing Myself. That was over two months ago. I received a ton of personal messages after that podcast, some feedback, and honestly, I kind of can't remember what I said. These solo updates can go on for quite some time, and I do remember kind of pouring my heart out a little bit and being frustrated in some sense, and I think people responded to that. So <laughs> I think I'm in a better place right now. This is definitely not going to be a sadboy.exe uh, edition of the podcast, but let's just go through what's been going on, what my thoughts have been, and what might be coming up in the future. First time in Bali, two weeks traveling in Indonesia was the film that I uploaded after that last solo update. Right now it's sitting at about 70,000 views, which is more than usual. It's good. You know, it didn't really quite catch on with the algorithm in the way that my first Thailand video did. And this was a weird film for me because I went there just last minute I didn't really have any plan of what to do, and I did meet up with Brett, similar to the Thailand video uh, trip, but he had been there for almost a month, I think, with Gabe, and they had shot everything. They were just kind of relaxing and editing and kind of wrapping up their trip in a sense, where I just got fresh off the plane, ready to shoot stuff and go do things. They had already done them, so they're not going to go do them again, so if I was to hang out with them it was going to not be as active as when I first got to Thailand because they got there when I got there. That video was sponsored by Squarespace. And I don't know, maybe it's faux pas to talk about how much I make with these sponsorships, but I think it's useful information that you might want to know about. So for Squarespace... I like Squarespace. I've been using them for a while. I respect them as a company, but they're kind of my, um, if I have a video that doesn't have like a, a dedicated individual specific sponsor, I will use a Squarespace ad. And each of those 30 second integrations um, make me about $1,000 per video which is good, you know, and they, they're a little different than other companies and they like to bundle. So I think I do four per contract. So it's usually two per month for me at this rate. Honestly, I don't upload that much compared to other YouTubers. So there's a lot of factors that go into figuring out how much you can make from these things. And it'll go up eventually. Um, once, if they get, you know, good clicks through the video that's in the description Etc. Etc. I've got my own squarespace.com/slash/craigadams link, so they're able to track all of that. I'm not exactly sure. I guess I could put a genius link to double track how many people click on the my genius that sends them to their squarespace.com/slash/craigadams, but I'm not doing that. I guess they're still happy. They're still you know booking ads with me, so it's a good relationship. And it's honestly, it's great money. You know, it's, it's good to put an ad out there on a video. And I, I went back and forth between if I wanted to do ads or not in this traditional sense, but I already have AdSense on my channel and why not get paid more and do a specific ad 
then you know it just it all makes sense. It, it's it's all fine and dandy. It's just over time, I think I'll be able to demonstrate my value, prove it, and uh, and know it in the first place, uh, in the sense that I can say no to bad deals and <clears throat> attract and find good deals with different companies. So we'll see. Anywho, a lot of my videos are sponsored by Squarespace, so you'll get that sense. <laughs> After that, I recorded a podcast episode with Brett. So we were both in back in New York City at this point. He had he had come back from his trip after I had um, with Gabe, and we talked about travel filmmaking. And of course, you can go and listen to that episode. It's kind of a hang session. We talked about Gabe, the assistant filmmaker slash awesome bro that. Followed Brett out there. I think Brett hired him to do filmmaking and editing, um, but now Gabe is off doing big things. I think working for Dan Mace right now. He was in South Africa, now he's in New York again. But we talked about Bali and shooting. Um, but now he got an apartment in New York City in a studio. So Mr. Nomad, traveling around the world for months at a time, making travel films, is kind of hunkered down in New York City. And it's interesting because this is something that I hear New York City people talk about. Um, Eric Conover was doing a lot of travel stuff. And, you know, Eric and Brett can still do travel stuff, but they're finding a lot of success just making videos in New York. Um, there are a lot of events that happen in New York. A lot of people come to visit other influencers and <clears throat> people to meet with. It's definitely an expensive city, but if you can make it work, um, I think there's tremendous potential for people making videos and content and being an influencer, et cetera, et cetera, to be in New York. So you can double down on New York City content and you can still travel, but I think, you know, it makes me question if I should have a New York City apartment at one point, I thought about renewing the lease on the place that I had before, because it's still in my name, even though India is still there, uh, with a roommate. Um, what if I renewed that lease, took one of the rooms, and then advertised the other room on a month-to-month -month basis as kind of like my new... Because <laughs> I did a, a residency before, like an impromptu residency, but it would be cool to have like other filmmakers come in and live in the apartment you know it could be loose it wouldn't be like <laughs> we're gonna do this this is our content schedule you're gonna be working for me this whole time no it's it's here's a good price for a stress-free apartment in new york city you can be an influencer in in brooklyn in new york city for a month see how it goes we can work on stuff if you want it'll be like a filmmaking house because obviously that's what i do full time so you know we can work together etc. <laughs> oh, I need to stop saying etc. But that was an idea. I'm still playing with it. I don't know. It's definitely the opposite of what digital nomad lifestyle is. So it would definitely be a huge commitment. <laughs> but if that's interesting, let me know. Because I did applications for the last one I did. And a lot of people submitted. I was surprised at how many people were interested in coming and learning and just being in New York City and being a filmmaker. So being a digital nomad, um, 
for most people who listen and watch my videos and watch my Instagram, you know how many times I've tried to live out of a backpack. And I was like, this is it. I'm going out there in the world and I'm never coming back. I made a video called Leaving New York City, but I went back to New York City numerous times. Um, a lot of that had to do with my relationship with India, um, figuring out finances, trying to find enough work, um, figuring out what I wanted to do. Like, do I want to make travel films? Do I want to hike? I don't know. I had to figure it out. Um, right now, currently homeless. I have my large 45 liter back pack filled with stuff. And then I also have a duffel because I acquired a bunch of camping things for hiking. Um, it would be impossible to live out of a single backpack and keep all of my camping stuff. Mainly, you know, tent, sleeping bag, water filters and cooking stuff and boots and those things. But it's working right now, you know, I can fly. And the biggest difference that I'm making, because I'm in Peru right now and I've been here for two weeks and it's worked out pretty well because I think of two things. I kept myself busy with projects, shoots, videos, <clears throat> And I got more longer-term uh, living situations. So instead of trying to do hostels, which is cheap, you know, you can do th 3 or $4 a day at some super cheap hostels around the world, but it's shared. You're constantly, you know, worried someone's going to steal your things. And you kind of need privacy. You go a little crazy if you don't have privacy every so often. So... And, you know, I've got a laptop, computer, expensive things. I'm just worried about it. So I did the opposite. I got Airbnbs for like a week at a time. Um, right now I'm at another Airbnb and it costs about $10 a day here in Peru, in Cusco, which is super cheap, you know. Uh, in New York City, you, you're, you're going to be paying $100 a night just to stay anywhere in a hotel or Airbnb, so this has been great and it's been relaxing because I have my own room. You know, I got kitchen. This place comes with free breakfast. So it's awesome. I've been liking it. This is my second time in Peru. So I'm definitely in a better area. I'm not in the touristy Plaza de Arms. If you know this city, I'm more in the, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know what you'd call it, but it's, it's kind of uppity a little bit. There's parks everywhere, little taller buildings, um, a lot of construction. The city has seen a lot of construction. But okay, so my relationship with India. So I talked about it in the video I just uploaded. But if you've been able to, if you've been, you know, following what I've been up to, you probably could put it together. But we haven't been together. We haven't had a relationship for a while, you know, quite a almost coming up on a year or something like that, maybe half a year. Um, we split up. I'm single, solo. We're still friends. You know, we're still good, still chill. She's still a really great friend, awesome person. Um, and she's probably moving in her own direction, and I'm definitely doing the nomad thing, and, you know, all of this kind of coincided together. Uh, but, yeah, just wanted to clear the air and make sure that's pretty clear. You know, out of respect for her, I didn't really mention it in a big way and took and took a, my time to actually say it. But yeah, 
Everything's good. Chill. Cambodia Tom Ford shoot. So there's no video for this, but I did a freelance shoot for Tom Ford, which is men's and women's. I thought it was just men's. I thought it was just suits, but it's a pretty big brand. And it had been a while since I'd done like a traditional freelance job. This production company hired me to fly out to Cambodia to shoot some content for Tom Ford um, Instagram. Yeah, the Instagram. Pretty much shooting Instagram content, which is really funny. I think Condé Nast China is going to be using it in some other way, but it was mainly for Instagram. And it was interesting because we rented gear at Adorama in New York City. So I'm used to just shooting my own way with my own gear. And I think that's kind of why it works. You know, I, I'm so used to my small armada of minimalist filmmaking gear that I can do things quick and easy. But for this shoot, they gave us a ton of stuff. I got rid of half of it, but it was still a ton. And they flew us out to Cambodia. It was me and a photographer. And then there were some other production people and, 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 and the models, of course, the model. Um, and you know, it was okay. So I'll tell you, it was a $10,000 job, all expenses paid. Um, so I was like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. I'll clear my schedule. It's, it's a week long project and it required like round trip, 30 hour flights, which is a lot, you know, it's a lot to ask for, but they upgraded us for the flight. Super nice. The place was amazing. It was like shooting at a resort, but it was very different than what I'm used to shooting wise because the model, she spoke English, but not everyone did because it was all, um, international crew and, uh, everything was kind of faked and staged, but that's, that's how things are in the corporate fashion world. Um, it takes a skill to make things look real when it's obviously not. I'm very used to how I would have done it is like I would have found influencers or just personalities that really love the, the Tom Ford brand and like would genuinely be so interested in applying the makeup and doing the things and wearing it and just doing it out there and like having fun and the beaches and islands of Cambodia. But like, I honestly was like the only one who went in the water <laughs> the whole trip. It's just like really funny. Um, yeah, but I'm very grateful to be included on the shoot. It was fun. I just because of the, the price of the job and the seriousness of it, I planned on just dedicating all my time to whatever they needed. So I wasn't off like shooting travel stuff for my own trap, like Cambodia travel film. No, um, I didn't book, you know, days before or after on my own. Um, I just did what they asked and that was fine. You know, it was, it was chill. I think we did what we needed to do. And if you go to the Tom Ford beauty Instagram, you could probably see some stuff I did. And the last thing I would say is that it was mainly a photo job and it felt like video was just added to it in a sense. Um, anyone who shot weddings knows the feeling of when the video is kind of like a second thought. 
an afterthought. Yeah, there's there's nothing worse than like being on a photo shoot and then just having to capture video over the shoulder of a photographer or just trying to capture something while the real thing is happening. Like you, you kind of feel like a assistant, a second thought, a doofus. But <clears throat> regardless, it was good. I'm I'm, I'm not going to I'm not complaining at all. I'm just talking about the experience. So the second, the next video was my Zion WeBuild Lab and Sony A7 III cinematic review. Some people commented, they're like, why is this a cinematic review? I call it a cinematic review because it's mainly focused on like you kind it's it's just a gimbal. If you've used other Zion gimbals before, it's just a little different. You can just go online and read the specs and get the gist of it. Like you just need to know like what's helpful in the review is just to see cinematic footage. Like what's the best footage you could shoot with this piece of gear? That's all I want to know. I don't want to see a person in front of a desk holding the product and being like, this is blah, 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 blah. No, just show me the footage. Like show me that it works. Show me what someone with skill can get with this tool. Because I hate watching reviews that don't just get to it. Skip to what I need to see. So that's why I call it a cinematic review. And I liked it. It's the best gimbal I've, I've seen um, for the lens and camera I shoot. And I appreciate the small size, the minimalism of it. Uh, but sadly, <clears throat> I'm way too much of a minimalist to keep it. It slows me down. And it makes me second guess the creative shots that I'm getting. I'd rather, you know, push the envelope a little bit and think about how I could get something cool with just a tripod, drone, and handheld versus relying on the gimbal shot. Because you can kind of do gimbal shots if you're smooth enough, but meh. So that, um, that video is sitting at about 30,000 views right now which I would say is still above average. Like, that's great. I think most of my tech review videos are above average. So 30,000, uh, what, like two two or three weeks after upload is, is great. I feel good about that video. Um, that was a Squarespace ad and for another $1,000. So after that, I uploaded a DJI drone cinematic review or real, real, yeah, cinemat cinematography real, and that's at about 10,000 views, probably doing the least well out of my, this season's uploads, just because I've done cinemat cinematography reels before, and I've done drone stuff, and if you get the right thumbnail, and you get the title right, you know, it does well, but this one did not, I, I, I I've been changing the thumbnail, changing the title, Never caught on, never really worked. Um, and I didn't put too much effort into it. I just downloaded all my drone footage and put a song underneath it and cut a montage. So to be honest, you know, there's it's reflect the the amount of views and, and attention to this video is reflective of the amount of work I put into it. So it's kind of a throwaway. Extreme computer minimalism or inside a minimalist computer. I'm kind of toying, changing with the title a little bit. I don't know. 
Got to have minimalism in there, right? <laughs> I can't call it digital minimalism because I'm going to upload another video that's called that soon. So I can't have that. But that's at about 20,000 views, which is okay. That's good. It's another Squarespace sponsorship for $1,000. Um, I put a lot of work into that, especially because I had the iPad. So I actually kind of rented unofficially. Um, I bought the iPad from my Apple and then returned it just within the window because I wanted to try animating a little bit and drawing things like illustrating. I thought it'd be fun, um, but it's so much work, so much work. And the iPad is just another thing. And I would rather not have it. <laughs> so it was a test. It was a good little fun thing. But I think people like that video. You know, it's not really catching on with the algorithm or going crazy, but it was fine. I put a lot of thought into it. After that, I recorded a podcast interview with Cool Man, Coffee Dan in Brooklyn. Um, yeah, that was kind of an interview. You know, I've met with him drank with him. I went to his pop-up event at 368. So we chill, but it was more of a, like, I'm curious about your story and I want to hear your thoughts behind, you know, the business side of what you're doing. <clears throat> but he's been animating and illustrating for a while. He's definitely in a groove right now. And yeah, you can just go listen to that podcast, that, that uh, podcast interview. The Peak Design Travel Tripod video was sponsored, and I was under an NDA for a while. Um, I was talking with them even before I was in Bali about this video. Um, I was really excited to be involved with the launch of the campaign, uh, and I was genuinely really interested in the tripod. So them sending out the tripod was just awesome. But on top of that, um, the sponsorship landed me about $2,000, which is great. Fantastic. Um, I was able to test it in the field here in Peru. And the carbon fiber version, I think I have a prototype, but still, it's great. Like, fantastic. I love it. It's the best tripod I've ever had. Um, it's not technically like a full fluid head video tripod that you're used to, like Manfrotto or whatever. <clears throat> so you're not going to get like panning or crazy stuff like that. It's kind of a photo tripod, but it totally works for what I need it to be. Lightweight, small, quick, um, minimal, and tall, you know. It's much taller than the, the, what the previous sticks I had. And uh, I'm very happy with it. A lot of people complaining about the price. I guess that's just a thing everyone does whenever anything costs anything. If it's too expensive, there's an aluminum version. If that's too expensive, it's discounted right now if you buy it with the Kickstarter. And if it's still too expensive, don't comment. Don't care. Like, just move on with your life. If you worry about things that... If, if you like, if you run towards things that annoy you, like you're just always going to be annoyed. Like, I don't understand. Whatever. Even worrying about it is not worth my time. So that video is at 15,000 views. It was doing really well. Um, 
better than usual within my first 24 hours, but then it kind of slipped away. Um, I was kind of looking at other people's videos because it was interesting because a couple of my friends uploaded similar videos, reviews of the launch or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. My video just definitely slipped away and it's underperforming past the 24 hour mark. YouTube has some pretty good analytics that you can check. So uh, I was taking a look at that and it's sitting at about 15,000 views right now. And I think it should have more. It's, I, I regret not having more time to do this video. It would have been awesome. I could have shot a great review of it in Peru. Um, but I kind of had to just make something in New York. So it was a little different than my usual videos. And it's short, it's under four minutes, but I think people like that for reviews, like get straight to it, but I don't think YouTube likes that. <laughs> so if people watch half of it, so that's two minutes of watch time, YouTube looks at that and is like, oh, this video sucks. Like no one wants this video, so don't recommend it. So I think that's probably what's going on. Thumbnail's okay, you know, the title's fine, so. So yeah, Peru. Spent the last two weeks here. Uh, I was itching to get away from New York City. <laughs> Basically, India didn't want me to crash at the apartment anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just too expensive in New York City right now. I'd rather just travel and shoot things and keep moving. But I was definitely inspired by Curtis, who is my brother, <laughs> Squirty Curtis. He's hiking the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail which is like a 2,000 plus mile hike uh, through California up to Canada or whatever. But I researched a bunch of hikes all over the world. I was just curious. I'm like, what could I do a three or four day hike? And what are the best ones in the world? Like, what should I do? And I immediately remembered back to five years ago when I was in Peru. I went to Machu Picchu and... I was like, I got to come back here and not do the touristy things. I got to do some hiking. So I found some really cool hikes outside of Cusco and found a cheap flight and flew in. I think hiking allows me to get away from the crowded touristy spots. Like it, it's great to get into the city and, and it's cheap to live there. You know, I found this place for $10, whatever. Great food, but then it's good to get away from the city. And it takes research, planning, skill, patience to backpack for multiple days. Like, not many people can do it. Um, Skill-wise and planning-wise, if you get out there and you <laughs> don't have a way of getting water, like, you know, you fucked up. <laughs> you messed up, really. Um, and hiking with Curtis definitely, like, opened my eyes to how baller it is to just be someone that other people can depend on, like it's really interesting and attractive to me to be that, that man that people can depend on in serious situations. Like if something goes wrong, like if push comes to shove and you, like Curtis had to, we went hiking in Colorado and did a 14 or snuffles. You can watch that video on my channel. Um, I didn't bring my camera for this hike, but we went on a couple of hikes. I shot the first hike, but not the second one. And uh, we, our friend brought her dog 
the dog has three legs, and we went up a very serious mountain. Towards the top, it was definitely more than a scramble. It was like rock climbing. And we, Curtis insisted on bringing this dog all the way to the top. Because <laughs> there was this other pair of hikers who chained, like, you know, roped up their dog to a, a post halfway up the mountain. And the dog was just barking and upset the entire time. And Curtis was like, that's stupid. Don't do that. So we brought the dog all the way to the top. And the dog was just exhausted. You know, it's it's a good dog, and it's used to having three legs and getting around the world that way, but it was just exhausted from hopping up this insane mountain. And then coming down the mountain, its paws started to bleed a little bit, and it would, you know, try to take breaks. It was just exhausted. It was done. So we we had to, like, carry. We had to trade the dog back and forth and carry this dog for miles down this mountain, and it was exhausting. But anyway, it got dark. We weren't prepared for dark because we, it's just, it's fascinating to me. And I want to be the person who's always prepared for anything and can just tough through it. So yeah, that's a long winded way of saying that. <laughs> so I went through the process of, of like being a hiker, searching for treks and realized, you know, there's some money in this. There's Peru, especially Cusco. I'm sure most of the country like makes a ton of money. The tourism industry is huge. Every hostel, every restaurant has their own like um, travel agency, booking agency, whatever, uh, just to hire people to go out on treks or to do tours or whatever. And there's a ton of money in this. And they're interested in good video, good photos uh, to attract people. I can attract Americans for sure. And I think a video of a hike is the perfect trailer for a blog post or, you know, the call to action to book a tour. So I think it's great because when I was searching for treks in Peru, I found Chokakira. Chokakira is kind of like south of Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu sees about like 1.5 million people a year. Crazy. It's insanity. Um, Chokakira sees about like, what, 5,000 a year? But it's got ruins. Not as big and elaborate as Machu Picchu, but similar. So having to hike for two days to these ruins really makes it more of an intimate situation than doing the bus ride up the hill to Machu Picchu. And I'm like, okay, okay, I looked for YouTube. I found a couple videos that were old. And the most recent and the best video I could find for this trek was like shit. So I'm like, okay, I all I have to do is just go on this trek, shoot it. Um, uh, the video is going to like make people care. So it's the first minute of the video should be like fast-paced introduction to the hike and why you should go on it. And then what is the hike like? Like the main video should be a chronological account of what it was like to experience it myself. Like people want to see what it's like. So that's what I did. I recorded that. And then the end should be, how can I do it myself? Spend the last minute convincing people to buy what I'm going to make. I'm going to make like a guide, like a PDF guide that they can download that explains everything they need to know to go on their own. So packing list, cost breakdown, detailed schedule, etc. That's my plan. 
and this first Chokakira trek is the test. I shot it. I'm editing it right now. You'll see it soon on YouTube. And I'm really excited about it because if this works, I just have to travel, do a hike, film it, and then upload stuff and I can make money. And eventually, if I want to go on trek tours with other people, you know, I can get that and make money pretty much producing commercials for these agencies. Killer experiences or whatever. Killer, what? Killer expeditions. Yeah. I've always, I think they're like one of the bigger ones. I've seen Eric Conover work with them. I've seen Sam Calder work with them. <clears throat> they're all over the world. So yeah, this video is um, sponsored by B&H. Um, great people, awesome, really supporting me and what I'm up to. And I'm shooting this video for Adventure Week, which is coming up in June for B&H. And we're hopefully going to do like a live behind the scenes of the film in New York City at their superstore. I'm going to give a talk, I think in late June. And that should be fun. You know, I'll have the video uploaded by then. And anyone in New York who wants to come hang out and kind of get an in-person behind the scenes of how I shot that film, uh, that would hopefully happen then. So definitely check my Instagram because that's where I would advertise once that's actually planned. Let me know if that sounds cool though. Yeah, but hiking films and guides on my website sounds like a perfect pair and like I said, I like to go to the cities, big cities, shoot stuff, eat. <laughs> um, but then I like to get away. I want to go where there's no people. I want to shoot nature, animals, uh, push myself, you know, hike, walk, rock climb, surf, whatever. And then I can make a video that advertises that and then sell, upsells the guide on my website because... When I was preparing for Chokakira, I Chokakira, I can't even say it, Chokakito. Um, I read a blog and actually bought a guide that was helpful. So I'm like, hey, I did this. I bet I could convince other people to do this. So it's dope. I've been using All Trails, which is an app for hiking. Pretty good. Um I, I've done, I don't know. I'm very ambitious with this, but I've, I've marked Hadrian's wall, which is Northern England, pretty long hike, multiple days. It's not camping. You know, like you definitely have to book inns in advance. I think that would be fun. It'd be cool. I'd like to do Northern England, Scotland. I like to go back to Iceland. Um, there's a bunch of cool hiking in Sweden obviously Patagonia, but uh, the temperature has to be correct. And that's intense down there. Chile, of course, I want to go to Brazil. People have been asking me to do that, but I don't know what hiking is in Brazil. Um, I, I really miss Southeast Asia. I do want to go back. I want to go to Japan. I want to go everywhere. <laughs> There's too many places. I got to go everywhere. Oh man, the hiking in the Swiss Alps and Portugal, Spain, Italy. I'll probably do Europe this summer. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah. And not only hiking guides, but I'd like to make formal filmmaking guides. So I've seen other people do this. Um, 
I would like to make Sony A7S Mark III, or yeah, hint, no. When it comes out, obviously I'm going to get the Sony A7S Mark III, but making a user guide for like my camera, making a Final Cut X video editing guide, I don't know, um, maybe just very in-depth versions of my tutorial videos that people can purchase on my website. We'll see. I'm curious. I'm curious to see if people might be interested. I made some of that stuff for weddings and I've seen other people have really good success selling like shooting guides for weddings. And of course, you know, the time tested LUTs, everyone's selling LUTs like crazy online. I don't use LUTs. I don't like LUTs. So I, I don't sell those right now, but I should, I can make so much money doing that. God damn. <clears throat> so like I mentioned at the beginning, I uploaded life update from Peru today. It's doing well. I, everyone's very supportive. I like doing updates. Video versions are fun sometimes, especially if I can do them in a creative way. And I, I hiked all the way out to the Asagate uh, mountain uh, range to shoot this life update, which I think is fun. So there's like a minute of cinematic introduction to this long, like 12 minute update hit the points basically some of the it was it was like a trailer for this podcast i guess it's much easier for me to do long-winded solo updates just with audio so that's what this is you know this is a bit more detailed but that was fun it was really beautiful out there super super flat <laughs> no trees which is kind of iceland in a nutshell and probably northern scandinavia but damn it was just beautiful out there. So many alpaca, so many friendly farmers and people. I think I'll probably go back with a trek because I think it deserves its own hiking film and guide. So we'll see. I definitely want to come back to Peru uh, <laughs> to do... I've been talking to a couple companies to come back to shoot for them. So hopefully... But that video, once again, had a Squarespace ad for $1,000. So, yeah, you're kind of getting the idea. You know, it's keeping me afloat, making money. Thank you, Squarespace. Definitely click those links if you want to support me. I I use it. I, I pay for Squarespace things, and uh, I use my own 10% off. <laughs> I should be getting free Squarespace stuff, but hey, they're paying me $1,000. I think that's practically already done. Um, my book report project I've talked about this a lot, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I need to make the video, the digital minimalism book review report. I want to do it in an interesting way. I don't want to just sit in front of a camera and rant, but it's going to be a lot of work. Hopefully that'll be up soon. Cause I want to, I want to make like a book club where people can <clears throat> uh, give suggestions for what we should read. Um, if you want to read along with the same book that I'm reading, that would be cool and fun, I think. And when I say read, I mean listen. I listen to my audiobooks, so it's the same thing to me. But I can multitask and I can take notes while I'm, lis I'm listening to the book, which I think is cool. And yeah. So minimalist expression. I've been much quieter 
I haven't been uploading too much on YouTube and I've been really quiet on Instagram and I deleted Twitter. So way less Craig content. I've been a bit mysterious. I think that's a good thing because it makes my content more quality over quantity. If I'm uploading less, I'm, I'm choosing what I'm doing more than just always sharing everything. So when you do hear from me, it's a drone shot over some alpaca flying towards a mountain range. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's good and simple. So, yeah. Minimalist consumption. Yeah, consuming way less. I cut down on the apps on my phone. I just, I'm not consuming news anymore without Twitter. Every so often I'll, I'll go to like a news site on the computer if someone says something crazy is happening. But other than that, like I was just online <clears throat> seeing people on Instagram, I think mentioned something about WWDC. And I was like, holy crap, that was today. I missed it. I've watched like every live Apple <laughs> uh, broadcast for years, but I just totally missed the developers conference. So I, of course, watched The Verge's 13-minute summarized videos, which are so good. They condense like two hours into 13 minutes, and you get all the information you need. Um, so that's that's a ex example of me missing out on something, but everything else has been pretty great. Uh, I'm much happier not knowing what everything is happening, what everyone is doing. So, yeah. Got to drink some water. This is a long one. Thank you for listening all the way through. I, okay, so this is, you know, we're getting into it now. I haven't told anyone, but I want to plan a hiking retreat for travel filmmakers in upstate New York in the Adirondacks. I want, I think I can get it sponsored, but I'm going to plan it all. And me planning it will be a good pitch for sponsors, so that'll come after. But I want to get hmm, maybe like four or five of us just to like meet at a spot, you know, a cabin or an Airbnb, and then we go out for a hike. We'll keep it simple. We'll just make it one single overnight, and then we'll come back to the Airbnb. And we'll just keep it loose, you know, we'll, we'll bring our cameras and shoot something. But, um, I think the best education happens when we all feel comfortable and we're all just like hanging out, drinking beers. Um, <clears throat> but that's why it's a retreat, you know, go out, relax, but also hang out with other filmmakers who are like-minded. And I think that'd be fun and easy. So I think that'd be fun. I haven't done a workshop in a while. And this sounds great. <laughs> so let me know if you might want to do that. I would definitely advertise that on Instagram and maybe YouTube. Instagram stories would be a good quick little commercial, but if I really want to get people's attention, I could make a dedicated video, but we'll see. Yeah. And when I'm ready, when I'm ready, I want to make like a tight form what, like a Google form kind of thing <clears throat> that opens applications for like an assistant filmmaker position while I travel. 
pretty similar to what Brett Conti did with Gabe, hire someone to go on a trip with me and produce content. So yeah, we'd have to figure out rates and expectations where we would go. And I don't think many people could just drop everything and leave for a trip to Southeast Asia <laughs> with like a week's notice. So it would definitely have to be someone who's doesn't have a job like I do and uh, is a filmmaker, but I'm sure there's someone out there who would love to do that. Even if it's a local person in the place that I'm going, uh, that should be happening when I'm ready. I'm not ready yet. I want to do it right. I don't want to mess that up. I wouldn't want to rush and waste someone's time with something like that. <clears throat> and with Twitter gone, Instagram and YouTube are basically the only ways that I communicate with y'all other than this podcast, I guess. But this is different. This is like an intimate conversation. I'm talking, if you've been listening to me for like 40 minutes slow talk, radio talk into this microphone. Hey, we're buds. We're bros. We're, we're, we're pals. If you're a dude or a chick, I don't care. Let me know if you're listening, honestly, on Instagram. I thought about having an email list, but just using Instagram is fine. Social media is an email list, just in a different way. So I hate email lists. I don't sign up for them. And if one of them slips through the cracks, I immediately unsubscribe. So I would rather just share news updates with my Instagram. And I think people like that better than email. So people are like, mur, mur, mur. you make more money with email lists. Mur, mur. Mur, mur. Instagram could delete your account tomorrow. Mur, 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 mur. Email lists are more like future proof. Mur, mur, mur. I don't care. I like Instagram. I like, I like, like announcing with video and graphics and photo and text, not just words. Me. <laughs> okay, so it's Monday. I just had a bunch of ceviche. People are pissed that I, I I threw shade at Peruvian food, but hey, I'm unimpressed. I've been to Lima. I've been to Cusco. I haven't seen too much of the country, but dude, Thailand has you beat. Oh, oh my God. The soup, the food, the rice, the vegetable, oh, just everything. I want to go back to Thailand just for the food. Yeah, proving food just doesn't, just doesn't kick it. There's a lot of like potatoes with chicken and like steak but like ceviche is like the biggest cultural food here and it's just not good. I don't like it. I really don't like it. It's not good. I like seafood. I like onions. <laughs> I just don't like ceviche. Whatever. So today's Monday, two days. I've got a flight back to New York City because I have a video project obligation outside of the city, north and Westchester. Uh, with a real estate company that I've worked with a couple of times before. Some of you might have seen that work. It's pretty much like selling houses, selling developments, shooting drone footage of houses pretty much. <clears throat> but they're an adorable company and I love working with them. Um, it's definitely 
way different than what I'm used to. Not creative, um, a little old school, but the pay is great and I like them. So I'll go up there, fly to New York City, rent a car, go up, shoot that, and then I have to figure out what I'm doing. I don't know. I, I, can, uh, I can do anything. So once I shoot that project, I'll have some cash flow for sure. And I could go out, surprise Curtis on the PCT. That could definitely be a video. That'd be really fun. Figure out where he is, go camping a little bit with him. You know, I, I, could, I could hike a couple miles a day, the PCT with him, meet his friends. Yeah, I think that I'd, I should definitely do that. I got to figure out where he is. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I'm in a good mood. Like I said, I'm, I'm keeping busy. I got a plan. Fucking do this. I'm a boss. We can do this. I'm inspired though. Let's talk about my inspiration really quickly. I did ask for questions on Instagram stories a couple weeks ago. A bunch of you wrote some good questions. A lot of them were bad. (laughs) I'm sorry. Some of them are bad, but one of the best questions that people can always ask me whenever I ask for an AMA is like, who's inspiring you right now? Because that changes and it's always a good insight into how I'm thinking, what I'm up to. So Matt Diavella, the minimalist king, is a friend. Uh, He's over in LA, killing it, blown up in a big way with his YouTube channel, his podcast, his Patreon, etc. Really inspired, really want to work with him again. Um, Had him on my podcast. He had me on his. Not sure what the next step in the relationship is. (laughs) So he's obviously, you know, killing it. So I would love to, I got to figure out what I can do to help him. And then I have to just do it. Um, Yeah, I think he's getting married, so. Congrats to him. Will Darbyshire, um, the better half of Arden over in London. He's a filmmaker. Chill dude. Never met him. I don't really know too much about him, but I appreciate the films he makes. He's a super classy dude. Chill. I think we should hang out. I think we would be friends. Um, <clears throat> is this creepy to say if i i guarantee he's not listening to this you know he was following me on twitter until i deleted twitter but hey next time in, i'm in london i'll definitely uh try to think of a creative non-creepy way to reach out and hopefully we can grab a pint or whatever the, whatever you guys do over in merry old london <laughs> chef's table awesome documentary series about food and chefs and restaurants on netflix that you can watch i think there's six or seven seasons a couple spin-offs with pastries not as good as the original um but the most recent uh, it's just it's all good it's all amazing amazing filmmaking makes me want to shoot food stuff makes me want to eat makes me want to travel similar in the way that when i would watch anthony bourdain I would be like, I got to get out of here. I need to go do some cool things. Um, So I would love to find some chefs. And I would love to shoot some uh, 
documentary stuff, following them around, because I think that's a great insight into the culture of a people and uh, a great way to see city. So that'd be cool. Um, the Beatles, <laughs> this is random, but I did watch a documentary on, I think HBO about John Lennon and Yoko Ono. I didn't know much about them, but after watching that, it made me realize just how chill and awesome they were back then. All of them, you know, George Harrison, especially looking at their photography from India trips to India, you know, the changes they went through, um, through like this huge pop band to like kind of figuring out what's the real thing they want to do on their own. Um, just really fascinating. The entire story of all the Beatles, uh, been listening to their music a lot, been going back and kind of checking, realizing how good some of these oldies, like the old music is. Cause before when I was younger, I'd be like, Oh, that's old. That's stupid. I want to listen to dubstep. I want to listen to cool things, man, dude. I listened to, I listened to, uh, Odessa, fuck the Beatles, fuck, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm going back and I'm, I'm realizing how awesome like heart is, how awesome <laughs> just all this old music is. So, cause when you watch videos of them, you kind of realize it's the same thing as it is now, just in black and white, <laughs> like watching the documentary about John Lennon walking around New York city back then, he was just like a Brooklyn, like a New York city dude, just like hanging out and being cool. So it's just inspiring to see India. <laughs> she has been an inspiration just cause she's, she's a great person. She's got some great resolve. And, uh, I think she's, when she moves away from the city, she's going to make a, a new life for herself and do things that I probably couldn't, you know, she's got a great, fr great friend group. She's got a great family. She genuinely cares about people. And I'm really, really grateful to know her <clears throat> and to share the, the memories that we do have together. We have some really great memories. Um, so yeah, she, she always inspires me with her resolve and strength and, um, dedication to friends. Curtis, like I said, Squirty Curtis is hiking. He's uh, doing things that I couldn't do. Really inspiring. I couldn't hike three days, four days in a row, let alone months at a time. So he's really out there doing it. <clears throat> Saved up, planned, doing it. And like I said, I really want to surprise him. I think that'd be fun. Tim Kellner. I've talked about him extensively on this podcast and in videos, but his work always inspires me. I don't know anything about him. I've only met him once at a party, but we've talked privately a little. And next time we're in the same area, I think we'll meet up, hopefully. But I really respect his stuff. He doesn't share any behind the scenes at all, but I think it's interesting. I, I want to know how he does and why he does what he does. So, And then uh, Renee on Instagram, she... Uh, does a lot of drone stuff, but she travels around. She's got an adorable dog, Gary, um, a little mini Aussie Shep. And yeah, she travels. She's very real and honest and authentic. And I think her work shows that. 
and I really respect her. I got to meet her in LA, um, but I'd love to go on a trip with her or shoot something or, you know, help her out in some way. She was in the Galapagos. I think that's really freaking cool. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, this has been long, kind of losing my voice, but you guys are awesome. If you've listened to this whole thing, you know, let me know on Instagram. Uh, share the good word. Get other people to listen to the podcast. It's not sponsored right now. <laughs> you know, this is just a kind of a passionate thing. I really enjoy talking to you guys, and and this is probably the most real that I can be without, you know, grabbing a, a beer or a a coffee with you one on one. So I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to these solo podcasts. And if anything that I talked about or pitched in this sounds interesting, let me know on on Instagram so I know that I have like a north star, uh, a good idea of of where I should head. Um, because I don't care what anyone thinks, but I kind of do care what you guys think because you know more than anyone else and you probably care about what I'm up to more than anyone else. So, oh, my voice is gone. All right. I'm going to go eat and then edit, but (laughs) peace out guys. See you.